Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. There we go. Hey, everybody. Hey, monkeys. Welcome to Snark Monkey number 47, the Ratchet and Clank episode, or Ratchet and Quark, as we're calling it, with voice actors James Arnold Taylor in a return engagement to the Snark Monkey cage. Uh, uh, better known as Ratchet in this circumstance, and Jim Ward, better known as Captain Quark in this particular universe. Uh, A great conversation and fun shenanigans coming up with those two. Uh, By the way, I'm Larry Morgan. You can follow us on Twitter at TheSnarkMonkey. Search for the Snark Monkey Facebook page for updates and more interviews and monkey news coming soon. Not kidding. Uh, also, uh, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes. Subscribe there, please. Or on snarkmonkey.net. You can find it on iHeartRadio. And even Spreaker, if you know what the hell that is. So there you go. There's the business. Oh, by the way, this space available for sponsorship opportunities. There, that space right there. All right. So today we're talking to two of the voice actors Known well in the Ratchet and Clank universe. Ratchet and Clank, a game that was born in 2002 on the Sony platforms, has continued to have successful releases since then. And now, 14 years later, finally, an animated film, theatrical release, and it's in theaters now, as we speak. Well, as I post this, maybe not yet. The screenings start later on tonight, but depending on when you listen to this, blah, 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 you know how podcasts work and their relation to actual space and time. You may be listening to this at a point when the uh, movie's coming out on demand, or on DVD, or on Blu-ray, or on uh, your uh, 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 brain-implanted chip that I'm sure Google or Apple is going to be introducing any day now. So I'm just trying to stay up on technology, not have to re-record these intros. So yeah, Ratchet & Clank, the movie, is out now. And to their credit, the filmmakers kept some of the original voices from the games that you knew forever, including my two guests today. And then you throw in there people like Rosario Dawson and Paul Giamatti and John Goodman, you know, for the, you know, marquee value. But uh, James Arnold Taylor has been the voice of Ratchet from almost the beginning. He talks about that journey. And Jim Ward, who does many great impressions, is part of the Stephanie Miller Show. And all three of us actually have worked together in the radio comedy world at one point. We talk about that a little bit and just talk about the world of voice actors, how they help develop these characters from early on, and what that life is like, and also just kind of the fandom of being somebody involved in gaming as well as animation. I mean, the fans of those two venues in particular can be rabid and loyal and awesome and occasionally, woo! And if that's you, I'm sorry. 
Uh, but yeah, if you're listening to us for the first time, uh, thank you for being here at Snark Monkey. I hope you subscribe. We have great conversations coming up with uh, big shot former CBS TV executive Nina Tassler, as well as very funny standing up comedian and podcast pioneer Jimmy Pardo future episodes. But in the meantime, why don't we uh, head on into the universe of Ratchet and Clank with Ratchet and Quark themselves. Uh, it's James Arnold Taylor and Jim Ward, Snark Monkey number 47. On. But even when I'm on, I don't sound as good as Jim. Well, that's because Jim has a better voice than you. Oh, yeah. Is that what you right. want? Ich muss auf diesem Mikrofon auf Deutsch sprechen. Is that what <laughs> you want to hear, <laughs> James? Is that what you yeah. want? No. Es gibt keinen Dolmetscher really? für diesen Mikrofon. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so, oh boy. <laughs> where where oh, are we? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be weird. Die Fahne hoch, die Reihe fest. No. So Jim Ward and James Arnold Taylor, uh, two-thirds of the uh, top build names yes. in the new Ratchet and Clank movie. Now, we've unfortunately had to, uh, uh, we have to say goodbye to David Tate. <laughs> oh, Clank, he yeah, die. he's sick oh, right no. now, yeah. and he's got this really bad cough. He's got a clunk. He's, he's got, got a clunk. Okay, yeah. That's, that's terrible. Clank, so clank. He's trying to get better, so, you know. Mm. We wish but him well. For those who are checking in and maybe don't know, but of course anybody listening to this probably knows full well who you are in the game and in the movie. But James, of course, you are Ratchet. Ratchet. So I play I play Ratchet in Ratchet and Clank, and Ratchet is in Lombax, and mm-hmm. there is only one Lombax. We don't know <laughs> where the other Lombax have gone. The but, other Lombax uh, got axed. <laughs> I suspect oh. Quark had something to do with it. Oh. No, uh, but, uh, and I want to be a galactic ranger, and my hero is Captain Quark. And I'm Captain Copernicus Quark. And Jim Ward here, of course. <laughs> <laughs> he is. <laughs> he, he literally is. He transformed. His <laughs> uniform is on and everything right, right. now. Um, so you guys, how long have you guys been associated with these characters wow. now? Back if you did the, the math. 90s. Yeah. It's, uh, that's crazy, yeah. right? It's a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they said it was 14, 15 years, something like that, that it's all been going on. Yeah. And how amazed are you that you actually are seeing this come? I mean, literally, this thing is going into theaters. I mean, would you have ever expected th- over this amount of time? I, I would, would have hoped for yeah, something I like that. Yeah, we all you know, hoped because we saw that. They're really beautifully written. They're wonderful stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, T.J. Fixman, who's been the writer of so many of the games, wrote it, the initial script, and you know they've made some tweaks and changes and stuff. But they're, they've always played like a sitcom or a movie or something, anyway. So yeah, there's a, a ton of great humor. There's a lot of great writing. I mean, it's, this is something coming from my son because I, I, I didn't kind of grow up in the era of video games. As we What's know wrong them now, with you? well, you guys didn't either, and oh, yeah, even though you're right. younger than I am, James, <laughs> you, I mean, not really. Uh, after uh, you know, after Pong, and uh, you yeah. know, after no, th- I know, I, 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 I remember during the, the era of the really first sort of primitive games, there there wasn't really much there in, in, the, in terms of dialogue. 
I guess there wasn't enough bit space for no. it. If a dialogue was based, right. basically yeah. it was just printed on the screen in, in bad block letters. Right. That was the extent of dialogue. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. The, the fact that there have been these really amazing stories told, and, and I, that's what I was going to say, is that about the time I want to make fun of my son, he goes on this kind of rant about... Some of these stories are so incredibly well written. They really wrap you up. They're they're novel like in how rich they can be in these worlds that are created. Mm-hmm. And I see that now. And and for something like Ratchet and Clank with some humor to it and actually some some real fun and some real depth to something that could have just been a, a one off kind of situation. <laughs> I'm moving closer. For everybody listening, so I'm vlogging. James, so I'm, I'm James, close to James is way more invested in the visual aspect <laughs> of this podcast. So I've got two cameras. <laughs> And I wow. want to make sure that Jim and I are in the same show. There's a very tiny camera over there Hi, with a really teeny tiny microphone. <laughs> hey! Two shots so I can Why is my you. voice so high? <laughs> it's the camera. <laughs> uh, Suddenly, Jim, your word shrunk to the size of a, of hey. a, a peapod. Hey! Uh, you know, I've got to say, though, Captain Core, it's like, I've got to see, have you seen the whole movie? No, I have I've, I finally got to see the whole movie, and I am... Honest to God, Jim, you are awesome in this movie. Because <laughs> uh, Captain Cork has a very specific role in the games. That's yeah, but uh, kind it's of just not without him. There's the, there's just no. It's he's so funny. He's so great. It's if you loved Mary Tyler Moore and you had Ted Knight. It's like and you go. There's no Ooh. Mary Tyler Moore without Ted Knight. <laughs> Cork is that. It's a lot of Ted Knight in, in yeah. Cork. Yeah. yeah. He's so good. <laughs> is and, that kind of what inspired yeah. the character, Jim? In a way, this is sort of the bombast of. Uh, I'm curious, actually, when you guys were and some Homer Simpson too a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hear that. When you, uh, I'm curious, both of you, when you were first approached way back when it was just a game and you didn't yep. know who these characters were, and when you first kind of got this copy in front of you, how do you approach creating a character like that? How much of it is in the description? How much of it is in the visual sense the clues that they're giving you because the characters are usually conceived and mm-hmm. already drawn and, and animated by that time. Well, I mean, Quark's size informs you, you know, what, what he's going to sound like. He's just a big, bombastic guy. Yeah. And he's very and agile. He's, I mean, he's yes. like, he, he can do anything. He's flipping around and <laughs> walking on his fingers. And, uh, he's hysterical. What about Ratchet? How did you approach that? Did so they have a description? Here's the interesting thing. I was not the first Ratchet. I was the second ratchet. Right, that's so, right. So uh, Mikey Kelly, who's a dear friend of mine, and you know, do you know Mikey? I don't mm, know if you know Mikey. Sounds but, familiar. So uh, he's a voice actor, and we were in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles together, which was oh. directed by Kevin Monroe, who directed Ratchet and Clank. And he played Michelangelo, so he was my brother turtle. He played Ratchet in the first game, and then they decided to go a different direction. <laughs> oh, how often do we get that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we went and, a different direction, yeah, one that veers away you, from, from you. you. You could just, no. Yeah. So he's you a, stay here, we'll be over here. He's been a real good sport about it, though. But, uh, so well, I that took happens. Over. In the yeah, it happens. I've had it happen to me before, uh, and I got Ratchet after the second game and I've been him since the second game on and I've done 17 different games as Ratchet like so, he's had wow. cameos and things did and you stuff. feel you had to I mean if they were going a different direction did that mean you, they wanted kind of a different take on the character or did yeah. you have to match no I didn't have no? to match him at all normally I come in in that type of thing I come in I gotta match him you mm-hmm. know and both Jim and I do a lot of you know Voice doubling matching. and yeah. stuff uh, this was no just make it your own yeah. which was cool 
Let's talk about that a little bit because I'll, I'll definitely come back to the movie and, and the characters. Because, you better. Uh, for sure, because that's what we're here for, to plug that damn thing. Um, it's kind of exciting, though, to see you. I will say this. I saw a poster uh, in the Grove Theater when yeah. I was going to see something else, and, mm-hmm. and there it is. And you guys, you know, get your name on some of this stuff. Yeah, that's not Along bad. with yeah. people like Paul Giamatti. I mean, yeah. uh, typically Slice they're going to they're gonna cast, yeah, they're going to cast hey. these hey. animated hey. films. Hey. <laughs> and they didn't realize at the Come time you guys could have been all those people. I, you know, <laughs> Does anybody, I, by the way, do a Paul Giamatti impression in the room? Uh, yeah. There is. He's there, got this kind, kind of, of a higher oh, voice. You know, and, but gets, uh, oh. When he gets a little panicked, his voice gets higher. All right, Paul. I would like Paul to interview Paul, please. Ah. Uh, about yeah. the about the film yeah. about the. Uh, the thing I don't, is, I don't uh, want to talk about it. You know when I crashed the mm. Volvo into the in the. Oh, you know, was, <laughs> I let's probably just, shouldn't have had okay? the Pinot Noir before I got I am in the car. Not drinking Merlot. <laughs> All right. I hate Merlot. <laughs> who, who else is is cast in the movie? You mentioned Stallone, Stallone Paul Giamatti, uh, Bella Thorne, Bella Thorne, who I actually worked lovely. with on uh, very briefly on a Disney thing that a Did friend you? of mine cast me in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, She's a lovely young actress. Uh, did you see Alexander in the really horrible, awful, terrible bad day or any of that? That was a funny one. <laughs> uh, was in that. Steve Carell was in that. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. She, yeah, Bill she was in that. All right. And uh, uh, Rosario Dawson right. is in this. She really has kind of a standout performance. I know you hmm. haven't seen it all. She's great. Like, you go... One of us. She's one. She just, one of us. She one just of performs us. beautifully as a, as a voice actress. Well, I think it says something that they kept... The original voices, basically. Yeah. The, the voices that, that game players, gamers, and uh, fans have been hearing forever, as well as, obviously, incorporating yeah. you know, stars, which they do these days. I mean, that's just, unfortunately, part of the VO world is that yeah. they're going to cast big names. Mm-hmm. But it seems that there are still voice actors who work regularly, even in the biggest Pixar Disney movies, yep. who get these opportunities. So kudos to them, the company, whoever... Put this Insomniac together. Insomniac is the creators of the game. Yeah. And then Sony is the distributor with Gramercy, but they uh, Blockade Entertainment is the ones that actually made it possible. Yeah. Blockade mm-hmm. Entertainment, it's really kudos to them and Insomniac because they wanted it to stay like the game. So they said it's important that we keep that integrity. And the fans, that's been the beautiful thing is the mm. fan outreach to, to Jim and myself and to David going, it's so cool you guys are the voices. Because I think a lot of people would have went, I'm not seeing it. You know, yeah. Ironically, uh, Armin Schumerman, who plays yeah. um, Doctor Nefarious, uh, played Quark in Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> that was and here I'm, I'm the other Quark. <laughs> there are two Quarks in this. Yeah, thing. And, and, <laughs> it's very and, quirky, you might say. Yeah, you can't. I can't <laughs> it's forget a Armin because Armin is. You know, I mean, he's kind of looked at as celebrity because he's on camera people recognize right, him. right but he's a voice actor and he's a wonderful voice actor and he's, he's always had an amazing voice nefarious throughout all this yeah. time. And he does that whole kind of <laughs> evil kind of <laughs> and he's so funny in it so uh i think that there's wonderful nods to people that have played these games all these years but it's also it's not going to feel different because it's us yeah i actually did a play reading with armin uh, some years ago in the theater company i was involved with in, and uh, he played um Josef Goebbels and I played Hermann Göring. It was, uh, <laughs> oh so, wow, yeah, it was very interesting. <laughs> Jim, let's talk about uh, kind of your other lives a little bit. Jim, you are a radio guy. Mm-hmm. You've been part of radio shows. You do a lot of your voices and characters impressions, and mm-hmm. tell people uh, where you 
where you are right now because you've uh, been associated with this. The Stephanie Miller Show. Yeah, you've been associated with her for how long? Oh, boy, since the 90s, actually, Yeah, when she was at KUBC. You've essentially been the go-to voice for, and of course, because it's Stephanie Miller, If for people who don't know, you're going to be doing a lot of political stuff, Mm -hmm. and you probably couldn't be a busier and more active guy well, in that we, show um, than... We had a lot of fun with Bill Clinton back in the 90s. <laughs> I bet you did. Uh, not, not as much fun as I had. Uh, <laughs> I think you know what I mean. Ooh. So what has Stephanie got you doing right now most of the time? Uh, well, um, it's been... Uh, for in the olden days, way back then in the covered mm. wagon era. No, I, I used to write these elaborate bits with multiple characters, but I just, this got too exhausting. And so now I just kind of <laughs> wing it, you know, <laughs> and you know, Trump's given us a lot of, uh, yeah. ammunition. Yeah. Uh, I, I had the best words. <laughs> I had the biggest hands. There we go. I, you know, uh, I'm just great. I'm, I'm brilliant. <laughs> and you're it? not. <laughs> the funny thing is the way he says Chicks. China. Can't live with him. Can't live without him. How, how Trump says China. China. He's China. China. Yeah, he, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> but you've got him down, man. Yeah, yeah it's mostly the mouth and his bombastic kind <laughs> he of He becomes him. Just, see, uh, the people on the vlog, they can see. They're going to see that. <laughs> James, what, uh, has, have you been asked to do anything recently that kind of surprised you that uh, you had to really work on to to get no one that um actually i was surprised came naturally that is fun is uh the sh- uh, tv show guardians of the galaxy i play uh yondu and cosmo and yondu is the character that michael rooker played in it and michael rooker of course from walking dead right and, all. Wow. and michael rooker he's got this kind of he's kind of cajun and he's this alien and so yeah boy oh he calls everybody boy oh <laughs> but it's just one of them voices it's just fun to do and i thought oh well i don't know if i and because it's pretty different, you know, from my regular voice or anything I'd done. And I've had fun with that. And then Cosmo is a telepathic Russian cosmonaut dog. He reads minds. <laughs> <laughs> so those are, I mean, you know, I mean, that's the best part about being voice actors is we can we can be this and we can sound like anything. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's and so fun. create completely new voices. I mean, you guys, uh, James has actually been... Uh, on the Snark Monkey podcast, he was episode number one, actually. Ooh, look at uh, that. Uh, over uh, a year and a half ago. Wow. Uh, so we talked a lot about his influences. Who, were, When you were coming up, Jim, when you started to recognize you could do voices, were there guys that you... Well, what first um, turned me on to that, that whole thing was... Uh, see, well, I got a tape recorder from my... I guess it was 13th birthday oh, or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. And that was right when Copycats uh, came out. And all the Impressionists, and I thought, oh, hey, I could do this. That's right. Then that was you a know. TV show yeah. that had every great Rich Impressionist. I mean, and, and that was Gorshin, a, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, David Fry, was he on yeah. that? Uh-huh. Uh, um, and then uh, there was an uh, African-American Kirby. gentleman. Uh, George Kirby, wasn't it? Yes. George Kirby. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, gosh, who else am I thinking and some of? females? Yeah. Oh, the name is escaping me. We're going to have to Google it. Yeah. But, um, but, Frank Gorshin. I was just talking. I did. Oh, a, I, I ran into him. At did the, you the, really? Uh, oh, at the, wow. The, 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 the after after SAG clinic in Burbank, and he, oh. he was it was in the elevator, and his back was turned to me, and he just had this whole aura. I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm not who yeah. you think I am. I'm not here. <laughs> you know, and I really would I'd like to talk to him, but I, yeah. Uh, now, see, for, for anybody who doesn't know, pretty ill at that Frank point, Gorshin yeah. uh, played the Riddler, the Riddler. on the yeah. Batman. Wait a minute, this Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and what yeah. and what n- n- 
people who know him from that, who've ever watched that show just for pure campy reasons, don't realize yeah. is that probably, I guess maybe with Rich Little, but probably Frank Gorshin. One of the greatest the, the impressionists. The best yeah. impressionists mm-hmm. who yeah. has ever worked. Especially He's Kirk purist. Douglas, because he, they, all, yeah. they both oh, have that slotic bone know, structure. Right. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's not... Uh, uh, yeah, he was so... I was just... I, I, I did can't a, and I won't. <laughs> I had a voiceover session yesterday with Gary Cole who is just one of my favorite. I love him. He's such a great actor. You remember yeah. from Office Space? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to need you we're to move down to storage Saturday. B. Yeah. Um, uh, we got some new people coming in. He yeah. and I got into a conversation about Frank Gorshin, and it's so funny how people that recognize that Rich Little was great, everybody, you know, but he was kind of the commercial one, and Frank Gorshin was like the impersonator's impersonator. Yeah, he, he really was. He became yeah. the character. Yeah, just, he yeah. did. Yeah, he, he was the first guy to do Nicholson and do the whole with the hair right, and the glasses, right. and, you know, it was just great. In, in some ways, it's it's a bit of a lost art because there are certain certainly people who do impressions of people now. But yeah. that, uh, it, it, and it's something about growing up in the 60s and 70s, I guess, where it, it seemed to be so prevalent. I mean, Rich Little had his, his own TV show, and he was on every talk show. Yeah. Um, and these guys, we know these guys' names. Frank Gorshin, here are the other uh, copycats. Frank Gorshin, Rich Little, Fred Travellina. Fred Travellina is who I was right. thinking of. And yes. again, yeah. another one who was on, like, on game shows all the time. We just, nobody knows these names anymore, no. and it's sad. George Kirby, Charlie Callis. Charlie Callis. Yes, uh, anybody can, can anybody do a job? Very good. I want that. I want that. Uh, also, Joe Baker and the lone female, Marilyn Michaels. Marilyn Michaels. Marilyn yes. Michaels, yeah. yeah. Um, Not to be confused with Marilyn Chambers. Whole no. different thing. <laughs> So the, the copycats was was a, a big thing for you. You knew these yeah. guys, Jim. And, yeah. yeah. Just, oh wow! People get paid to do this. What? Yeah. You know. So and I I, I do my own little. Shows. What was the what was I mean? Were you just doing basically everybody else's impression? Because usually when you're growing up in that era, it, you're doing Rich Little's Nixon, right? Or yeah, you're right. doing David Fry's Nixon. Yeah. Uh, everybody's doing a Nixon, basically, right? right? Mm-hmm. Is that kind of how it started? Yeah. Yeah, and I sort of you can sort of take little bit from column a and column b and kind of mix and match things uh you know try to get uh th- those are, there are always different hooks that you can kind of grab onto yeah. Yeah. yeah if you hear it and then you somebody unlocks the code for you like right. oh right All right, right little, yeah, of course, yeah. For, if, james was it was it a kind of snl era guys that yeah. kind of really flipped yeah, the yeah, switch? yeah yeah i mean Dana like carvey's and things like Dana carvey that. joe piscopo you know yeah. who i know it's like nobody talks about him anymore but right but he had some really like he was the first guy to do letterman remember you right. know and he did a wonderful letterman he, how are we doing on time? Uh, my, <laughs> oh my, uh, yeah, uh, Paul, have you, uh, yeah. He was the but, first one to pick on, uh, pick up the rhythms and kind of gestures and just those phrases that we all knew from Letterman. Yeah. It was immediately recognizable. And honestly, his Sinatra, even his singing Sinatra, was really was pretty strong, great. Yeah, right? very good. And then, and then you went into, like, Jay Moore was one of the first guys to do... Christopher Walken. Oh, yes. He, he did was. him, and he did the Christopher and then, Walken show. And he left the show. And, and he just stared at the camera and said, why aren't you calling? And Chris, you should call. Chris Walken Good. came on the show and said, where's the kid who does me? Yeah. And he already left the show. <laughs> so, you know, because everybody does that. So it was like, Walken was the big one over the last few years, and then Morgan Freeman. Now Morgan everybody's Freeman. doing Morgan Freeman. Right. And that's the one you want to do. got to have your nose yeah. up next to the microphone. So, that's Morgan yeah. Freeman. It's it's I know Larry Davis is somebody who I work with, and he is actually the uh, Morgan Freeman replacement voice. He's oh, the right. guy. yeah, because I know Tom Kane did a lot of it yeah. too. Yeah. Larry's doing most of it, and he says he literally said 
that he could make a living just doing the Morgan Freeman sound alike. He wow. says he gets at least one a week, yeah. and he it's his probably his highest premium he charges. It's yeah. like he puts it right up there at the top of the list. Which is crazy. Uh, and he could make a living off that right now. It's well, just that mm. kind of distinctive voice. After the movie comes out, they're all going to be saying, we want that Captain Quark sound. <laughs> <laughs> and so we'll all be doing our knockoffs <laughs> of Jim. So th- tell me a little bit of th- th- how many other games have you worked on, oh, Jim? Have you, <laughs> can you even... How much time to, you got? I, I mean, both, both of you... <laughs> I mean, obviously, we, again, we talked to James and so so we've talked about your your Final Fantasy stuff, which yeah, st- probably still comes up to yeah, this does. day, right? It As does, a big thing, you so. you're you're embedded in the Star Wars universe yep. now because of of your Obi Wan. Yep. yep. Um, and by the way, I have we you no, know, you haven't been in here to talk about the fact Force that your Awakens. voice is actually in Force Awakens. The Force yeah. Awakens. Yeah. Really. Pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Got a credit in there and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was all sorts of different stormtroopers and aliens and Imperials. Wow. And I was the original voice of Obi-Wan in the dream sequence. And then it. they got some asshole named Ewan McGregor yeah. to do it. <laughs> that's, that's right. And, and then they Jerk. took a little of Alec Guinness as well. And they, yeah, that's they right. And they melded them together. From the word afraid, they made They use an awful draw that you're looking for. Yeah, Just so another example of freaking Brits taking yeah. our jobs, right? <laughs> Brits and Scots. The sound designer for that film, Matthew Wood is a dear friend, and he, you know, had me come in and do some stuff. And he said, "I want you to do this. We're trying this whole new thing, and we want to have Obi Wan in there." Frank Oz, who uh, is also a dear friend now, which is so weird to say. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Frank, like e- we'll email each other, and he's the most he, like sarcastic. Like I'll say, Frank, it's so good to hear from you. you go, oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> he'll just send me this. You're pathetic. Oh, you groveling little. You know, he just sends these wonderfully like. <laughs> sarcastic emails. That's one thing that most both of you have probably encountered now is yeah. that growing up and hearing these voices, Frank Oz, knowing at one point intellectually, oh, that guy is not only the voice of Yoda, but he was Miss Piggy and everything. So you must have met some heroes. I mean, yeah. have you had that experience of walking in a studio and going, oh my God, that's that guy. <laughs> that's that guy. That's the guy from that thing that time. Yeah. yeah. You know, the guy. And now you're kind of part of that world. I've been amazed at how many wonderful people I've got to meet and I don't have any like negative stories of, of well I wasn't looking for you know but, dirt um, unless you had it no <laughs> uh, but like I say like Gary Cole yesterday that was really cool yeah I just love Gary but um all sorts of different folks that you get to run into and work with and then there's a bunch that you never work with but you're in projects with all the time I'm I'm in four movies with Samuel Jackson We've never met. <laughs> I'm in three movies with Patrick Stewart. Never met. Well, that's the strangest you know. thing about being a voice actor. Yeah. There are situations, obviously, especially on animated series, yep. where you do you do go in a room and it's all of you yep. working at the same time. That's pretty common. But it's probably more common to go in and just be one-on-one with the director, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. For video Pretty games, much. especially. Yeah. Like, yeah. So Jim and I never worked on Ratchet and Clank together. We've done all these titles together. The only time we've ever been in the room together was for Ratchet and Clank the movie. Right. And same with David Kay. Oh, wow. wow. I met David eight games in. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Well, tell me, one of the things uh, I wanted to ask is you've both done tons of games. You've both done tons of animation series or whatever. What what gets the biggest reaction as far as like fans reaching out to you? Is it is it the games? Hmm. 
or or is it something else? Well, for I mean, for me, you know, the, the games are big. Uh, Star Wars, Obi Wan, yeah. that stuff is always you know. Uh, but uh, Final Fantasy and Ratchet and Clank are way up there. People love to talk about it. I'm doing on my on my little YouTube channel right now. I'm doing this uh, Ratchet and Clank month, and so I'm just hmm. I'm doing drawings and things and giving away you know hmm. posters and stuff from it, but also just uh, telling stories about it and and. People ask me questions, and they're just fascinated by it. I think the the wonderful thing about it is, is people are fascinated about voiceover now. They want to know. And I always say, you know, the producers in Hollywood may not know who we are. They're like, why should we put their names on the poster? We don't know who they are. They're voice actors. But their kids know who we are. Mm-hmm. Well, with the advent of the Internet, they can find you now. Sure. Yeah. They, uh, they yeah. start to know that there is a human being associated with that. I mean, I, other than maybe Casey Kasem growing up, mm-hmm. who it, I, I think only because I heard it on, on some other show that, he was the voice of putting two and two together. Yeah. That, that was him as Robin. And, right. Uh, Once I started Shaggy hearing it, and, yeah. I remember the series Hot Wheels, which I think ran one season on Saturday morning. <laughs> and he was a character on Hot Wheels. Yeah. And once I knew, I was like, oh, that's that. That's my countdown hmm. guy. It was Casey and yeah. Don Messick. And so now Mel people Blank can actually and, kind of find you. And even though, Jim, you do not subscribe to the social media. Well, he's on Twitter. Only, you're on Twitter. All of the anti-social media. That's, uh, <laughs> you're, you're on the Twitter, right? Because I'm following you. Uh, I must be. You are. You don't respond to any of my tweets, but uh, <laughs> I think his team handles his. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> my people. I, I have people who pretend to be me. That's so. right. But uh, one of the things that's, uh, I mean, part of it is that if you've been doing, for instance, Ratchet and Clank, in yeah. some cases, you've these kids have grown up with your characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's they, the weirdest thing is when you have a twenty-something come up and go, "Oh, you're my childhood." Thought, <laughs> wow. Well, thank you. It's uh, good to know. I was, let me do that uh, wretched voice for you. Here I get my other teeth. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's true. It's it's wild, and it and they they did. But I mean, you figure, yeah, anybody that is in their twenties, this has been around for one of my my favorite animation uh, eras was when I was doing uh, Secret Files of the Spy Dogs. We were all playing dogs, and I was sitting between a bat and a monkey. I was literally between. <laughs> Mickey Dolenz and Adam West. Oh. <laughs> and we were all playing dogs. Yeah. <laughs> That's your autobiography. That's the title of it. Stuck Between Sitting, a Bat and a Monkey. Stuck yeah. Between a Bat and a Monkey. <laughs> Jim, has there ever been a voice you've been asked to do that you just kind of couldn't nail, like whether an impression or a character um, that you just boy. that you really struggled with? And James, same thing with you. Huh? Yeah. Besides hmm. uh, James Arnold Taylor, can you do a James? That's a, that's a hard one to do. <laughs> I couldn't. I no. I, I don't think I can do that. That's, that's, uh, no, it's nuts. That's too hard. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. That's, that's what you sound like. <laughs> Tricky. No, I mean, you, it sound, I mean you, you'll attempt anything, I would imagine, <laughs> sure. if somebody if threw it at you. Not, unless it's a real throat ripper that's going <laughs> to... Yeah. You know, that happens every once in a meatloaf. while. Meatloaf. Sing like meatloaf, please. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> unless you can, and then I'd like to hear that. There's a few uh, that... Joe Cocker. Uh, <laughs> ...that don't work. Like, what uh, would you do if I sang attitude? <laughs> would you stand up and walk out on me? For four hours, though. Yeah. Then, yeah. Then you got it. It's like Gilbert Gottfried. They want to do that, but it's very loud and obnoxious. You know, I did a five-way radio thing with all these voices from all over the thing. And um, Gilbert Gottfried was one of them. He was in New York. I was doing Schwarzenegger or something (laughs) in some other part of the. And that, but when he came 
when that's he, he turns it on for yeah, the performance. Yeah, he turns it, but he's very but when he's now. when yeah. when he's just talking. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Seriously? All right. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, right. he. I. Are we ready? Okay. So then the thing happened with the guy at the place. Yeah. yeah. I know in my mind that that's a bit of a, a put on. Yeah. But I I've never not heard him sound like that. Yeah, that's think. the way. He, that's that's the way he. But I mean, yeah, it's very soft. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Toby Maguire is one that I was asked to do a lot of. Oh yeah. And, uh, He's got a really unique tone, and I can't get to it. Ron Howard. I did Ron Howard's stuff for uh, Arrested Development. I did some hmm. fill-ins oh, for you him. did? And uh, that was tricky. That's... Because it's the closest to my regular voice. Like, it's... Anything it, that's really close to your own voice, that's harder, because you then go, oh, I don't want to fall into me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's got a distinctive sound, but it's so kind of, like, Midwestern farm boy He's got kind that, of, yeah. yeah. Hey, Fonz. Yeah, it's that whole kind of thing there. Because I get just, a lot of audition descriptions saying... You know, sounds like, and it's always Matthew McConaughey, John Corbett, all right, all Ron right, Howard. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? But with what Ron it? Howard, I yeah. think of him from several different ages, you know? Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Opie, uh, no. And Matthew McConaughey, I've done his stuff for, for movies and, and mm. all. But are you just doing his thing? You know, it's all right in there. <laughs> yeah, man. It's all right. It's all good. So tell me about, I, I get approached all the time because I voice enough commercials and stuff that I get asked about this world. And you were talking about, James, that people yeah. know now that voiceover is a job. It exists. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the, I guess the downside is there probably are fewer of them now. I mean, it's just that uh, it's, you guys are lucky that you are in that world because yeah. it's harder to get into that world mm-hmm. now. It's truly competitive. It's harder to get into it and it's also affected it. You know, I mean, uh, the problem I have, my what's my beef? What's my beef, Dave? Yeah, what's tell, my tell beef? Me. Yeah, uh, you know, Jay Leno, come on, what's my beef? Um, <laughs> is that uh, everybody wants to do it, and so you've got all these outlets that are kind of watering down the market, and people are doing it for a couple bucks as opposed to then. And yeah. you're hearing like, so you remember in the '90s, it was grunge. It was there, you know, Cam Brainerd, our buddy Cam, had that kind of lock on, yeah, on, uh, yeah. that kind of you know that kind of thing of like you know, or Phil Buckman with the burger, fries, and the coke. You know, it was all that, right? <laughs> now fries, it's this twenty-something mush mouth kind of, you know, thing that everything is just kind of like this. Sure, just, there's not sure. really anything I there, and really bad mic techniques. That'll be off the mic. <laughs> And, I'm like, and then you hear it and you go, that sounds like the scratch track. Yeah. And it's the commercial and it's right. for like a national ad campaign. And I'm like, because they're so like going, we want something different. We don't want any announcers. It's like, no, you do want an announcer. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think you do. I mean, uh, one of our good friends probably, we all know Joe Cipriano. And I've known Joe, Joe Cipriano. I've known Joe forever, but Joe has an announcer's voice. I yes. mean, that's how he talks in real life. How are you, Larry? And I think one of the one of the biggest impressions that he made on me is that he's still working with a coach on the east coast because he needs to expand his world to be able to try he's and adapt to some, some of these great other to things. do it though he's and you hear it you hear I, he did a campaign a few years back for i think nbc where i went that's not joe and they're right. like no it's john i'm like Wow, and yeah. it was great because you mm. would think you. I mean, he's got one of those voices you would recognize. Is that so? Is that uh, something you have to be very conscious of? Is is not necessarily? I mean, not trying to sound like an announcer. Well, you know, Larry, <laughs> or not I, trying I, to cha- I, or not trying to change what you can bring to the table, but also understanding mm-hmm. that you may have to adapt to kind of new styles. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you feel that pressure? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's uh, um, it's yeah, and again, mic technique is is. Very important. I mean, it's yeah. that's the difference is going okay, but I know headphones, mic, studio, right. how to work it. So maybe I'll give them that feel in 
in a cleaner, more what right. I with, using my understanding. Because everybody can set up a laptop and a microphone yeah. in their closet now mm-hmm. and use clothes as soundproofing. I mean, and I'm giving away secrets here because I've done that before. No, yeah, I, we've yeah. all do it on the road. Yeah, uh, we've all road had those kind of makeshift moments where we can still turn out you know pretty good product but right. everybody probably feels like oh i can i can do this cuz i can do this in my yoga pants at home <laughs> right. and knock it out <laughs> but there but there this is an art i mean let's let's just kind of pat oh, ourselves on the back yoga I pants i don't uh, i don't <laughs> I do not have yoga pants. <laughs> I have naan. You see, this naan is where you, you need to adapt. Because naan is a kind of bread that you eat in India. You, know. <laughs> you have naan yoga pants. I I make no bones naan about it. Naan yoga pants. Yoga pants. Uh, there's an old callback to an old radio bit that nobody cares. Uh, but uh, yeah, I actually I really feel like it's people need to realize that it is an art. I mean, that's why I created my stage show that I do. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's called Talking to Myself, and I take you through the life of a voice actor and people go I had no idea they watch it and they go I had no idea and I think it's great to educate people on what we do because it really is an art form it's beautiful to watch Jim Ward in the studio doing Captain Quark it's a <laughs> dance it's this he does these wonderful things that you know I mean again everybody we all can do our Jim doing Quark but it's not Jim <laughs> well I think that's one of the things I think you and I've talked about James is that I don't know that people recognize how physical that's you, exactly. you get oh, in yeah. the studio I mean, Jim, are you are you sweating? Are you working? Are you in there like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to. You really have to give your diaphragm a workout, and, and, yeah. and you, you you have to sort of take on the physicality of the character. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about that. Let's talk about. I mean, you you must get approached by people who want to break into the business, and you're both relatively no, never. No, no. what he <laughs> said with sarcasm, voice dripping. <laughs> but you're both nice enough people that you probably do try and give people some kind of advice when unless yeah. you're you know really protective of your, of your get away from me kid you bother me <laughs> I, there's well thankfully there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of uh great resources now right uh yuri lowenthal and tara platt who oh. are wonderful voice actors they wrote a book called voice over voice actor so i tell people go to voice over voice get the book it's 15 bucks or whatever and it's worth it it goes through everything uh d bradley baker who's the voice of all the clones on the clone oh, yeah. wars and an amazing creature uh uh-huh. uh Voice actor. Oh, I thought you were uh, gonna. St- a, I thought that was the end of the he's sentence. An amazing creature. Uh, he has he's a, a website. <laughs> uh, no, not he's that. He's got one. a website. And it's wonderful. He has a website called <laughs> I Want to Be a Voice Actor dot com, and I say send people there. So yeah. on my website, I go. I have a links page that links you to all these different. If you want things. an insect or space alien, D. Bradley Baker. Yeah, really the, the pretty guy. much any sound. That's yeah. so funny. You've well, mentioned him before, James. Yeah, that's. I mean, talk about he'd a be a great guest for you. Yeah, I would yeah. love to talk to him. Yeah. But what 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 is a what is kind of a key thing for you that you would tell an aspiring voiceover actor? What's what's let's say a Run! lot of <laughs> get, get away as fast as you can. Get a real job. Yes. I mean, a lot of actors would like to kind of branch into that and and think that it's not that big of a leap, and maybe they have an advantage in that they they uh, they do have acting chops, but it's a very different animal. I mean, how do you respond to people, Jim? Uh, well, I mean, there are people who who are in the business who who do that as well, who who coach people, and uh, I just sometimes feel I'm I'm not qualified to to do that to tell them how to to do something. You just you have you, to yeah. find yeah. it within yourself. You well, know? and here's the thing, and uh, you know, I mean, I give them the advice, I send them to the websites, I do all that. I always tell them though too, love your own voice, like what you can do with your own voice. Don't 
what Jim does and what I do is very small, a very small group of people yeah. in the voiceover community that actually do that. So there's plenty of people that make a great living with one voice, you mm-hmm. know? And I say, learn what you can do and what you can't do, especially what you can't do with your voice. Because if you know what you can't do, you can then do anything, you know? And then well, start adding elements I think that translates to, to anything, is yeah. that you, you, you have to find your strengths. Yeah. I mean, yeah, both of you can do a wide range of, of style of voices, but you also know what's in your wheelhouse and what isn't. And that's why I asked earlier yeah. if there was everything. I mean, you both are probably game to try anything. Yeah, you give it a shot. But there are probably things you go, I just didn't nail that because that's like talking about Ron Howard or, or and in whatever. And in the voiceover community, this is where you're actually going to get somebody going, yeah, I can't do that. But, you know, Jim Ward does not a spot-on one and, and call him up. Or, yeah. you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of that going on. And that mm. doesn't happen in the acting world on camera. How many times I've been in studios with celebrities and, and they turn to me in the middle of it and go, this is harder than it looks. <laughs> I go, yeah. Yeah, and when you leave, they're going to ask me to do all of your walla. <laughs> so keep it going, lines, smarty you pants. screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Ratchet and Crank. 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 Oh, wow. Oh. That's a whole different film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just found out Ratchet means something really kind of like bad in the, in the world of like, you know, with the kids. Well, it's, I, you got I wonder some if go- I get should. Get on the Google. I wonder. I it's, wonder if I it's should. It's some form of like, you know, oh, yo, yo, you got to ratchet that lady. You know, it's this, I don't hmm. know, but I went, I went, I did some stuff and they were like going, so do you know the real term of ratchet? And I'm like, no. It sounds a little bit like mouse poop. It's a bit naughty. Yeah. So <laughs> it, sounds think, like, yeah. Bit like it sounds like ratchet. rat poop, Jim. Rat, rat poop. <laughs> um, um, let's see. According to the Urban Dictionary, ratchet is a diva, mostly from urban cities and ghettos, that has reason to believe she is every man's eye candy. Know what I'm saying? That, yeah. yeah. That doesn't sound like what you were talking about. No, I guess, well, maybe that's, I don't know. That's maybe way better didn't. than what I thought it was going to be. Uh, yeah, it is better. No, I, but so I didn't know it had a different meaning, but so ratchet and crank, I guess, could be that. Kim Jong-un quoted that, ratchet and the crank. It's exciting that ratchet and crank is going to show in theaters. Obviously, it's also yeah. probably going to be a very big hit on the and streaming, but the, are you yeah. are you surprised that it's actually going to be? And th- are you going to go see it in a theater, Jim? I hope so. Yeah. yeah. What do you no, mean you I'm hope t- so? <laughs> are you going to yeah, pay? I'm are you looking- going to pay the fifteen bucks Don't to go hear pay yourself? Fifteen no, bucks? No, come on. <laughs> um, what have I made of money <laughs> <laughs> to go see yourself? That seems a little, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I think that it's great that it's coming out. Uh, Thankfully, there's no Pixar movie coming out the same week. <laughs> well, it looks like it could draw beyond the gamers who have known it forever. Yeah, I would here's think. the thing. It is a family film. It's very funny. It's got a lot of great action. It feels like the games. If your kids play the games and you don't and you enjoy it with them, then your kids can go, you know, there's a game and I play it at home and now you can experience it together. Yeah. It really is fun. There's a wonderful moral message in it, too. There really is. And it's about doing the right thing. And it's got a bit of Star Wars, A New Hope in it. Ratchet's yeah. kind of Luke Skywalker-y in that. Hmm. I thought it was really charming and fun. I mean, again, it's not going to change the world, but it, it's a fun movie. And I, I hope people, especially at this time of year, just go out. It's a, it's a family movie. You yeah, can bring your good. kids to it. It's great. Good. But I was going to go get some power converters. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh. And yeah, John Goodman plays the kind of Uncle oh, Owen character. There's the, yeah. there's yeah, the other yeah, actor I totally forgot. Oh, God, what a great voice. Yeah. Um, so, Jim, what uh, I want to wrap things up here. I want people to definitely check you guys out, Ratchet and Clank, in theaters and probably soon to be uh, as well streaming and available. And uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll. Soon uh, enough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you? What would you say is your? 
not strongest voice, but your favorite voice to do oh, all time. Boy. Um, the one you just had the most fun doing. Well, I've always had a lot of fun with Jack Nichols. Awesome. All right, now hold that thought. James, for you, would it be Michael? Uh, yeah, Michael J. Fox is, in, in a sense, one that's, a, that's kind of the, the All right. most natural, yeah. So if these guys, let's say we're witnessing the first time oh. Jack Nicholson and Michael J. Fox. Okay. What, where were you going? Oh, I was th- thinking of, a, um, it's kind of off the track a little bit, but um, Robert Easton, the, the dialect coach, God rest him. May rest in peace. Um, was trying to teach Arnold Schwarzenegger how to do a Russian accent uh, accent for Red Heat, and he oh, couldn't no. couldn't do it. And but he, I remember that, his, that's that Jim Jim Belushi Schwarzenegger Jim Belushi, movie yeah. because he had he oh. has his particular Austrian accent. Um, the P's become B's, and uh, well, there's a scene where he was reaching down to see if this guy was still alive to see if he had a pulse and see, feel his neck, and he says. This man has no balls. <laughs> wow, you can tell that by touching your neck? Wow, you are good. <laughs> oh, this man has no balls. Yes, it's true. <gasps> this man has no balls. <laughs> oh, my god. All right, gosh. so back to, okay, here's, yeah. here's my scenario, all right? Yeah, okay. And this is so cheesy, but I just think you, you guys will it. knock sure, it out of the park. Here, all right, yeah. so if they recast Back to the Future, yeah. but <laughs> Jack Nicholson... How about I do Jay Baruchel? That's one that I do a lot now. Do you what? know Jay Baruchel? Uh, yes, of course. Jay Baruchel is, uh, of course, in uh, How to Train Your Dragon right. and all. I do his doubling for all oh, of that. Wow. All so right. why don't I, I? I'll modernize it so it's not Michael J. Fox. Right. It'll it's be Jay, Jay Baruchel. Jay Baruchel is Marty McFly. Is Marty McFly. <laughs> and Jack Nicholson is... Uh, Doc Brown? Is Doc Brown. Okay. All right, so here so, we go. <clears throat> so, oh, wait, 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 wait a second, Doc. Um... Are you telling me that you built a um, time machine out of a, a, a DeLorean? <clears throat> I was just inches from a clean getaway. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Secretary of the Treasury? Jerry Lewis? <laughs> oh, Doc. Um, I, I think you've been uh, experiencing a bit of a shining. Ronald Reagan, the movie actor. You got to be kidding me! <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm very, I'm very serious about all of this. All right, get back in the car, <laughs> Jim. What, uh, what do you got coming up that we should keep an eye out for? And where can people find Stephanie Miller's show? Ah, uh, well, hmm. We used to be able to find it on the actual radio. Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> terrestrial that? radio airwaves thing. Uh, it got booted off uh, off the air for a while there, and now it's, it's been reinvented uh, from her house. Um, um, so we have to go to her house? Oh, okay. No, wait, I can't remember now. All right, Which, I got to Google. I got to Google the yes. own show that you're actually <laughs> on. on. This is how, what show. a Luddite that Jim has become. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, Is this on? Check two. Check one two. Check one two. <laughs> no, Simulous. no, we've been Simulous. rolling this whole time. Yeah, we've recorded all of this. Uh, how about stephaniemiller.com? There you go. There's it, a good start. That. That'll, yeah. Uh, and you can listen live to the Stephanie Miller show. And anything else we should be watching for? Uh, or Ooh, video game or animation-wise? Anything you can talk right. about? So. That's the problem. Uh, yeah, yeah. As, as, you guys are thing. always signed to, to these non-disclosure things. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. All right. Well, so, so it's keep like an before eye you can see the project, sign the NDA. Yeah. Oh, well, luckily, okay. uh, Jim Ward is not in charge of his own IMDb, so you can find <laughs> out there. James, what do, what do you got going on? Uh, well, we've got uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is, is uh, going strong. and uh, Very cool. 
And well, I've got my own. I've been doing, like I said, I've been doing all this vlogging stuff, and I'm really, really enjoying that um, because that I can actually talk about. There's, there's, <laughs> there's uh, several games that are coming out very soon that I can't talk about, but people will be very excited about. So there's that. Well, uh, can, there's oh, shows. That sounds I very. Talk about it, but um, I have to kill you. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm. I'm uh, oh, we just had a Lego DC Cosmic Clash. I played the Flash. I'm Lego Flash. Oh, sweet! And that movie just came out. And then a Flash new Scooby Doo movie, a uh, new Lego Scooby Doo movie. And I play uh, the <laughs> the head of a uh, studio. Uh, Chet Brickton, yeah, baby, he's this great guy. So uh, that just came out, um, and uh, there's um, sounds a bit like Tony Bennett. Yeah, <laughs> you know, baby, I love him. I yeah. like that. <laughs> but uh, and then let's see, I'm trying to think of the ones that you actually can talk about. Uh, I can't right, really talk check, about. All right, think. check James, you go, uh, James Arnold Taylor dot com. There we and go. go and subscribe to my YouTube channel because I've got great stuff, especially for people that want to be voice actors. And I take them behind the scenes in the booth and all. Yeah, of that. you give a lot of practical information yeah. on there. And will this this uh, this, this will. Sh- these shenanigans be posted as well? This this, this will be on. <laughs> Have I'll you cut signed a release, Jim? Uh, no. maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just have the blur, blur the him out the whole, the whole time. And, 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 no, and we'll alter his voice. My, my <laughs> alter ego, <laughs> Wim Jord. <laughs> all right. Ratchet and Clank, definitely check out the movie. Uh, our, I'm going to go home and IMDb myself now. <laughs> yeah. Our regards to uh, David Kay. Uh, yes. Sorry he, uh, he couldn't clank along with us today. Uh, <laughs> or that crank, been, as it were. Or crank with us, as a matter of fact. Uh, thank you, guys. And uh, this thank has you, been great. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, you want to just throw out a get a monkey? Get a monkey. And, and could I get Captain Quark to say get a monkey? Get a monkey. <laughs> or maybe an orangutan. Uh, okay, calm down. One of them's <laughs> running for president. I didn't say you could ad-lib. <laughs> get a monkey. Get a monkey! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.